This is a broadcast of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to the Working Woman Radio Show, where we have real conversations about the unique issues working women face. I am your host, Tiana Johnson Cawthon. Before I introduce my guest and the topic for today's podcast, I'd like to let my listening audience know that the Working Woman Radio Show is looking for sponsors for the podcast program. Advertising your business on the Working Woman Radio Show is a great way to build your brand and to support meaningful programming. We have several different sponsorship packages available that can pretty much meet any advertising budget. So if you would like more information about how to become a sponsor, go to www.theworkingwomanradiopodcast.com, click on the link for sponsorship, download the information and give me a call. I will be happy to help you. Now that that little bit of business has been taken care of, I would like to introduce my guest for today's show. I am privileged to have DeKalb County Police Chief Mirtha Ramos in the studio with me via the phone. Let me tell you a little bit about the chief. Chief Mirtha Ramos began her law enforcement career in 1997 uh, and rose through the ranks with the Miami-Dade Police Department. She Um, has served in various assignments, and in 2016, she was appointed to the division chief of one of the largest and busiest divisions of the Miami-Dade Police Department, overseeing 1,200 employees. On November 4, 2019, Chief Ramos was appointed chief of the DeKalb County Police Department, where she is responsible for the daily operations of the DeKalb County Police Department and the safety of 700,000 citizens. She leads 800 sworn police officers and 110 civilian employees and commands the police department's $95.1 million budget. Chief Ramos holds a master's degree in psychology of leadership from Penn State University and is a graduate of the prestigious FBI National Academy. Welcome to the show, Chief Ramos. It is a pleasure to have you here. Thank you for having me. Terrific. Well, I have a lot of things that I wanted to talk to you about, so let's jump right into it. First and foremost, um, can you tell us, can you share with my audience a little bit about why you chose law enforcement as a career and the journey that led you to your current position as the DeKalb County's police chief? Well, I will say it's been a long journey. So <laughs> yeah. I've always yeah, I've always wanted to become a, a law enforcement officer, but mm-hmm. I had a child earlier in age mm-hmm. and I decided that I needed to do something a little bit more safe. Sure. So I had another career. I was a purchasing agent for the Peruvian Navy. Mm-hmm. But after several years I just realized I wanted to go back to my true calling. Mm-hmm. So I went into law enforcement, uh, a little later in age than most, mm-hmm. but I went into law enforcement started in Miami-Dade Police Department, mm-hmm. uh, went through the ranks, kind of went through all different types of assignments. Mm-hmm. You know, I did uniform patrol, investigations, administrative, mm-hmm. whatever I can do to prepare myself as I went through the ranks. Wow. And I went through all my civil service ranks. I eventually got appointed to major, mm-hmm. and then I got appointed to a division chief. Mm-hmm. And um, I was there, and I did a lot of things. I did a lot of mentoring. Wow. I was very involved with the community and the department. Mm-hmm. Um, but something was lacking, so I needed a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, somehow or another, I came across the position of the DeKalb County Police Chief, mm-hmm. and it kind of picked my interest a little bit. Mm. I, I didn't immediately apply for it. But I kept it, which was unusual for me because yeah. I didn't know that I wanted that much of a change. Oh, wow. But I, yeah, I kept coming back to it in about two weeks. I decided I'd put in for it. Yeah. After a lengthy process of about eight months, yeah. I finally got 
you know, I yeah. was finally given a position. Yes. And here I am. Wow. So, yeah. Well, wow. so it was just, you just took, you just kept taking step after step after step. There wasn't, sometimes I think people get in, they see someone like you in this position and they think, oh, well, she's made it and you just sort of got there. But it was just regular. You just did the, the, the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, which led you to this. Yes, ma'am. You know, they say every step will take you closer yeah. to whether it's your goals, but it'll definitely take you closer to where you need to be. Yeah, excellent. Excellent. That's right. I love that. I love that. So um, I've got a question for you. What unique qualities do you think women in law enforcement um, bring to the table? What, what do you think, um, you know, women bring to the table? Women like yourself? Well, I think women naturally were more nourishing. Yes. And people may not see the police department as a family, but mm. I see it as a really big family. Wow. Yes. I, I love see it that. as a family. Yeah. Yeah. It's some yeah, you have to nurture them. Yes. You have to take care of them. Yes. Because that's how they're best suited to go out there and service the community. Wow. So it's just like your family. You gotta take care of them so they can go out there and be good people. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's the way I embrace it. Uh so even though it's a large family, yeah. I feel like my job is to nurture them and take care of them and wow. build them up to be better wow. that they can go out there and do a good job for our community. I, I love that. I don't know if I've ever heard a law enforcement person say that. Um, I was expecting something different, but that is a pleasant surprise. And I think it is, you bring, um, I think that's a true statement. Uh, and I think um, and I think that's a very authentic, organic, to really um, ultimately not only meet your officer's needs, but the needs of the community to nurture the people that you work that work under you and that work for you I love it uh, and I think like you said as women we're natural nurturers I think we bring we we bring we automatically will bring that to the table or most likely we'll bring that to the table I I, I like that so what role this is sort of um, you know um, piggybacking on the last question what role do women in law enforcement play in establishing and maintaining relationships between law enforcement and the community and you've already alluded to that by your last answer by you know when you talked about nourishment but can you flesh that out a little bit more with me sure so you know i think women we believe in communication mm -hmm. i'm not saying we like to talk yeah. but I'm saying, you know we like to communicate yes and so i really want to communicate with the community yeah i want to make sure that we're transparent yeah and then not only that are we transparent but that we include them in what we're doing absolutely so it's a whole partnership yeah yeah, 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 absolutely. And I think when the more a community feels like they're a part of the process, the the more invested they are to, to make sure that that they do their part. What do you think? I agree. Absolutely. I believe you have to give them a voice. Just absolutely. Like you give your officers a voice, you yes. give the community a voice. Yes, yes, yes. And I think that, you know, as you, I mean, you are on the front lines of this. I mean, we've had um, some tumultuous times this year, you know, with race relations. We've seen it all over the country. Um, and, and I think the communities that have fared better are the communities where the people have a voice. Don't you think? Yes, ma'am. I agree. Absolutely. So now... Um, you've been with the DeKalb County Police Department for a little over a year. You came on board last year in November. What has been your proudest achievement thus far? You know, I'm going to say that I'm really proud of all of our small achievements. Wow. So I'm going to take one that I was just watching again yesterday. Yes. So we did a town hall where we gave the opportunity for seven officers 
to talk about why they are law enforcement officers and allowing them to express that to the community. Mm. And the fact that I have between a recruit and a captain, mm. well, actually a captain and a lieutenant, mm -hmm. we had all different ranks on that panel. Mm -hmm. And they opened themselves up to me. Mm -hmm. They opened themselves up to the community mm -hmm. and really expressing what it's like policing today. Wow. And I, I saw it again yesterday because it always it brings a smile to my face yes. to know that we have officers that put themselves out there, made themselves vulnerable mm -hmm. because they knew that it was important for the community to see us as human beings yes. and not just a badge. Wow, wow. And so I, that's one of my proudest moments is when I view that video mm -hmm. because I hope that the community was able to feel what I felt as I watched it. Wow, wow, I love that. I love that. You know, I was anticipating you saying some big type of event but these it's just <laughs> but these are the small steps and and like you said and this goes back to what you said about communication um both inside the department and of course with the community itself um and and it seems like we as women and you in particular are are bridging that gap and allowing people to talk and share and tell their stories and I love that um and I think we need more of that um, so now let me switch gears on you a little bit. Um, having a mentor, as you know, plays a very important part in helping us as women and men too, to establish ourselves, to move forward in our careers and just in life. Can you share with us, um, someone who has mentored you along the way? You know, this is one of my toughest questions, mm -hmm. believe it or not, mm -hmm. because I, I hate to have to express the fact that I've never had a mentor. Oh, wow. I, uh, I've never had someone take me under my wing. Really? And while there have been people that I've admired and I've tried to engage in that communication, mm -hmm. for some reason, mm -hmm. um, I just have not been able to find that person that is willing to do it. Wow. Um, wow. And, and I'm okay with that because you know what? It just makes you a stronger person. Yeah. And yeah. it makes me want to be that for other people. I was going to so say. I have been a mentor mm -hmm. for plenty of people. Yes. You know, men and women. Yes. Which is always surprising to me when men approach me yeah. about wanting me to mentor them. Wow. Because I'm open to it. Yes. I do it across the board. Yes. I'm still mentoring people from back home. Wow. Uh, back in Miami. Wow. Because I want to be for people what yes. I did not have in my life. Wow. You know, you're, it's funny you should say that because I, I've, I've done several interviews now over the past year since the show has started. And I have had other women, lawyers, even doctor friends who have said similar things. I, you know, and this is just sort of a, um, um, not a segue, but a little bit of an offshoot of this question. I'm just wondering why that is. I don't know. Why is it that women, um, don't mentor other women or maybe, you know, um, I'm thinking, oh, um, I was thinking that you would say that a woman would ment has mentored you, but I I'm just wondering why that is. Um, do you, you have any ideas? Well, I mean, you're doing that for others, but why is it that, you know, um, women have not mentored other women in the past. I don't know. Do you have any ideas about that? You know, it could be multiple reasons and yeah. it's hard to speculate. Yeah. Uh, one, one, you know, sometimes women feel threatened by other women. Definitely. We not. Yes. We should be very supportive I and we know. should be very embracing. Yes. And, yes. you know, if I shine, it does not take the shine from somewhere else. There you go. And so I think it's about maybe. Yeah. We need to get away from there can only be one woman at the top. There I can know. only be one woman wearing the crown. Wow. There can only be one woman. We cannot yes, allow that yes. to be. We need to 
put the hand up and bring everybody up. Wow. Whether it's a woman or a man. Yes, we yes. We need to support each other. Right, right, right. But I think you, I think you hit on to something there about, uh, and and I I know personally, and this is just a confession. I have to fight against that myself when I see one of my sisters, not a biological sister, but sister friends doing great things. I have to remember, you know what? Like you said, there's more than one crown here. Uh, and I can love her, love on her, and, uh, you know, share accolades with her without feeling like it's taken something from me. And so I, I, but I do think that that is an issue, maybe more for women than for men. I was just curious about that. That wasn't even one of my uh, planned questions. I just, I, I, it has come up in other interviews with other women. And so I know it is a thing for us as women. And I love that you spoke into that. Um, going back for a little bit, you've, you've been in the position now as, um, for 10, well, a little over, uh, well, we've been in, I'm sorry, we've been in the pandemic for about 10 months. Can you share with me your biggest challenge as a police chief of DeKalb County, as far as this whole pandemic thing is, is concerned? Wow. So there's a couple <laughs> challenges. So yeah. one it's difficult to keep people motivated at a time like this. Yeah. Um, but we've, you know, we've been fortunate that the county administration has helped us along with that at least in providing hazard pay for our officers. Yeah, yeah. So that's always a plus. However, mm -hmm. money is not always everything. No. So you have to keep them motivated in other ways. Right. So that's a challenge in keeping them motivated so that we can retain our officers because we are having trouble mm -hmm. retaining our officers. Yeah. We have trouble recruiting people, not only because of the pandemic, yeah. but because of everything else going in the world today. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's a big challenge, I see. Wow. Now, um, as the first ever female police chief of DeKalb County, do you feel some sense of responsibility to pave the way for other women? And I think that may, you've alluded to that a little bit, but can you talk about that a little bit more? You know, definitely, because the pressure is real. Yeah. In the sense of if I fail, yeah. it's not Martha Ramos failed. Yeah. It is a woman can't yeah. do that job. Exactly. You know, it, so I don't want the next person who steps up and wants to do this job mm -hmm. to have to carry that burden of, sure. oh, God, I got to do twice as much because yeah. she failed. Now they think I'm going to fail. Exactly. So once I'm here and I'm successful, yes. the next person's going to have it a lot easier. Definitely. Because they know if I can do it, they yeah. can do it. That's it. That's it, girl. Wow. Well, you know what? We are pulling for you. And so far, I can uh, say you're doing a fabulous job. We And we're grateful. DeKalb County is grateful to have you. I'm, and as a DeKalb County resident, I can say that um, for, for, for sure. Um, now, what advice um, would you give a woman interested in pursuing a career in law enforcement? I mean, I'm, I would imagine there would be things, that, lots of advice you could give. You know, the one thing that I would say is not to change who they are. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes when we as women come into law enforcement, mm -hmm. we feel that we need to be manlike. We need to oh, not wow. be a woman. Yeah. Well, be yourself. Yes. Do not conform yes. to what's around you. Yes. Be you yes. and believe that you can do anything wow. just as good, if not better, than wow. the next person. Wow. Wow. That's that's amazing. Yeah, I, I and I think that... Um, you, you touched on something there, you know, that we as women don't have to act like men. I mean, we can be, um, we can be the nurturers. We can, you know, be the communicators that we are. Um, and I remember meeting you, oh, it's been, well, earlier in the pandemic, I came on site to a, um, uh, I think it was a press conference or something. Um, Y'all were giving out 
um, mask and things. And my husband, who's communications uh, person for DeKalb County, uh, he said, do you want to go with me? I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll go. And so you were there, and I just remember meeting you. I just remember how warm and personable you were. And I didn't, um, I, you know, I didn't know what to expect. I've never met a police chief before. <laughs> and so, you know, and I was like, okay, you know, but I love people, and, you know, and I'm always interested in meeting new people. And we just chit-chatted, you know, for a little bit. Um, and I just thought, boy, she's really warm. I was not expecting that. I was expecting steely, you know, and cold, but you were not that at all. So I, so I love that you're telling women that if they want to do this job, just be who they are. I love that. Yes, it definitely. Yeah. I think that's the most important thing in anything that we do yeah. is being true to yourself. Definitely, definitely. So any final pieces of advice that you want to give to, uh, to women or just to the community about who you are and what you do and, uh, and going forward, you know, like you said, these have been difficult times. It's hard to keep motivation, um, people motivated, not just within the department, but just, um, as a county, as a, as a state, um, I mean, as a nation, you know, we've had, you know, this election year, all of that, it's been a lot going on. Any final words of wisdom that you would share with, uh, with the department or with with our community? Well, for the community, I'd like to say that even though we are enduring a pandemic, yeah. the police department is still out here. We report to work every day mm -hmm. and we're still working hard to do our best to make sure we keep everyone safe. Yes. And I believe we're doing a great job yes. of doing that. Yes, you are. That's In it. addition, so if we talk to women, I'm just going to tell women yes. as a whole to just believe in yourself. I, I harp on that because sometimes that is our biggest yeah. flaw is not believing yes. that we can accomplish yes. anything. Yes. And I am proof of that. Yes. And I want everybody to believe that you can do anything. Yes. If you set your mind to it yes. and you take one step at a time, yes. you will reach your goal. It may not be easy, right. but if you keep moving. Right. You, you got this. You can wow, do it. Wow, wow, wow. That's wonderful. That is so inspirational and I think a great place to um, end our interview. Chief Ramos, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us and to share your wisdom and words of uh, inspiration with us. I cannot tell you how much we need that more now than ever. Um, so they are much appreciated. To my listening audience, if you haven't already done so, I want to encourage you to subscribe and download episodes of the show by going to the www.workingwomenradiopodcast.com. You can also find us by visiting the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network and clicking on the Working Woman Radio Show uh, icon. Uh, I will include some helpful resources um, uh, at the bottom of the show page for this episode, so don't forget to scroll down the page and check those out. For more information about upcoming podcasts and Working Women Radio Show events, you can go to the Working Women Radio Show Facebook page. Please become a friend. Share your comments. Ask your questions. We really do want to hear from you. Well, that's it for today. God bless, and we will see you next time on the Working Women Radio Show.